Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Do you know a student getting ready to go to college? Or are you looking at going back to school yourself? The Woodward Hines Education Foundation and the Get to College program help more Mississippians get to and through college to get certificates and degrees that lead to meaningful employment. They offer free college planning advice, including hands-on FAFSA completion assistance through in-person or virtual appointments. Visit gettocollege.org to learn more. Good morning. It's 8.30 on Wednesday, January 10th. I'm Desiree Frazier. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. On today's show, Governor Tate Reeves is sworn in, beginning his second term in office. We hear about his policies and how lawmakers and officials believe it could affect Mississippians. Plus, a Jackson State University graduate who survived a coma is prepared to start a new life with a four-year degree in hand. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. Mississippi Governor Tate Reeves is sworn in for his second term in the office. He spoke to voters, lawmakers, and state officials yesterday from the Capitol in Jackson. Reeves says he wants to use these next four years to promote unity in Mississippi, regardless of how people may have voted in the election. And whether you voted for me or not, this time or ever, I want you to know it matters not. As I did four years ago, I wanted to once again make this promise to all of you that I will be a governor for all Mississippi. The longer I have served, the more I've come to appreciate that the defining characteristic about Mississippi is that sense that we are all in it together. It is not our food or our football or even our music that makes us unique. It is our commitment to each other. I don't think anybody could have anticipated what we would face together as a state of the last four years. Tornadoes, floods, hurricanes, and a pandemic on top of it all. Yet through every challenge encountered, we have emerged stronger. Through every moment of despair, Mississippians showed the strength of our character and chose to be a light amongst the darkness. That is a testament to the goodness of our people. Reeves thanked his family, his Christian faith, and the people who have supported him throughout his career in politics. Recounting some of the things that have happened since he took office in 2019, Reeves says he is glad to see results coming from what was then the new Office of Workforce Development. Reeves says programs such as Accelerate Mississippi are already working to make sure the state has a stronger labor market in its future. And just last week, Site Selection Magazine said our workforce efforts 
past Texas and Louisiana in 2023, and we ain't done yet. Four years ago, I called for a pay raise for our teachers. Together, we secured the largest pay raise in state history. Four years ago, I said we would travel the world to bring more great companies to Mississippi. Together, we secured record-breaking economic investment, which included the single largest economic development project in state history. But Reeves says those initiatives aren't done and wants to see continued growth that can improve Mississippi in the long term. Mississippi mines dominate some of the top positions in government, in business, and in entertainment across the country. They carry with them the pride and the grit that is ingrained in every Mississippian. They made other places better, and we missed out on all they could have done here at home. My goal is not just to ensure that Mississippi is a source of pride, but that it it can be the place where they achieve their fortune and their dominance in their field. Our goal must be what I call Mississippi forever. I want to build a state where my daughters and all of our sons and daughters can proudly stay and raise their families. I want every kid from the Delta to the coast, from Tishomingo to Tallahatchie, to grow up with the idea that they'll be Mississippi forever. I want every child to have the opportunities for an education and a career that enable them to be Mississippi forever. I want companies that are born here to know that they can grow here. And I want people who live in other states who are frustrated by the breakdown of culture and society where they live, who feel like they cannot get ahead. I want those families to look across the dinner table at each other and say, honey, we need to go to Mississippi. Reeves says that starts with lawmakers seeing what has worked in recent years and continuing to push for improvements. We need to recognize that the cost of health care continues to rise and access seems too limited. We need to make sure we do not rest on our success in education and workforce training. Momentum is our asset and inertia is our enemy. We cannot settle for better. We have to demand the best. Here in this building behind me, we need to be adjusting our sights. We need to be bold in our goals. And we need to carry our Mississippi pride into our actions. We can compete with anyone and win. Governor Reeves has also expressed his interest in eliminating the income tax this year, a policy he has pushed over his first term in office. Next, lawmakers, state officials react to the governor's inaugural speech. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. Want to keep up with MPB? Go to mpbonline.org or you can find us on social media on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at mpbonline. Did you get a new vehicle this holiday season? Car, truck, boat, riding lawnmower? 
that vehicle you no longer need can contribute to MPB continuing to provide award-winning productions, educational resources, and acclaimed news reporting. We accept all types of vehicles, even motorcycles or airplanes, with complimentary free towing included. Learn about our program or submit your information on our website, mpbonline.org. Connect with the people looking to connect with you. Become an underwriter with Mississippi Public Broadcasting. For more information, go to mpbonline.org slash more slash underwriting. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. I'm Desiree Frazier. Following the inauguration yesterday, many state officials and lawmakers are sharing their thoughts about the next four years under Governor Tate Reeves. Our Will Stribling speaks with Mississippi Agriculture and Commerce Commissioner Andy Gibson. He says it's exciting to hear this year's theme of Mississippi Forever and hopes the initiative can help improve people's confidence in the state. We have to be taking a a long-term view toward the future of this state. We do have challenges. We've got, got a lot of great opportunities, but I think making generational positive movement for the state for the long term is what we all have to be thinking about, and I was glad to hear that and look forward to working with the governor and the legislature on that. How are you thinking about that in terms of uh, the state's agriculture and the, you know, the trajectory and growth of that industry? Well, I've been thinking about it a long time because what we have seen over the years is a reduced number of farmers. We have less farmers than we've ever had at the same time as we have higher production of food and fiber and shelter. So we we have more efficient production, but the the average age of a farmer in our state now is uh, almost 60 years old. So, you know, we have to be thinking about that next generation of farmers, our, our next generation of young people who will step up and keep the farms running. Agriculture is our number one industry, and we can't sit back and let it fall away as people just retire and go to the house. So uh, there are lots of things that the state uh, has already done and is doing to help keep more young people involved in agriculture. And I've got a, a lot of plans for that for the next four years myself. And I know the governor and the legislature will be supportive of those things. Health care and insurance coverage are top concerns for many in the legislature, as well as state insurance commissioner Mike Cheney. Well, I feel like the state of Mississippi is really moving forward. I've been in politics a long time. Uh, It was a fourth career, actually, for me. And I will tell you, the governor's speech and hearing the lieutenant governor yesterday and the speaker, I think that Mississippi really is on the road to be one of the finest states, which it already is a fine state, in the United States. What are you hoping to see this this session in terms of of just the state of the insurance industry in Mississippi? I know that some lawmakers on the coast have talked about just the insane increases in in, uh, house insurance. So there are going to be some increases in the wind insurance on the Gulf Coast. Uh, On the property and casualty side, uh, X-Wind rates are very stable. Uh, The driving force for rates on the coast reinsurance issues worldwide. So people need to remember that a war in the Ukraine, uh, the Mideast, all affect your insurance price in Mississippi as well as the Gulf Coast or Tupelo from Bahia to Biloxi. It's all the same. You're affected by world events on reinsurance costs, and that affects wind insurance costs because we have to buy a lot of reinsurance 
when you, to be prepared for a hurricane. It's that simple. But we're taking care of the Gulf Coast. I've been a uh, 16 years. There's been uh, no rate increase in the wind pool, and I finally gonna have to give them one. <laughs> so it, it that would be less than one percent a year. So they they gonna get one. But and I, I've actually talked on this day of inauguration with some uh, coast legislators, which I will meet with. We're trying to uh, mitigate the increase to be as small as possible. Also attending the inauguration, Republican Representative Rodney Hall of DeSoto County. He's the first black Republican elected to the state house since Reconstruction. Hall says he's optimistic about the coming years. The governor, he really talked about not only our successes and where we have came from in the past, but really the direction moving forward. And so while we still have some challenges, we have to take a step back and pause and see the momentum that we have. But then move forward. Keep being bold. Keep pushing the needle, talking about the future and where we're going to be, not just the next half a decade or decade, but the next two decades. We have that, we have that option now, but you got to keep moving. Yeah, talking about that momentum moving forward, what does that look like to you? What do you, what do you hope to see get accomplished this session? Yeah. Yeah. You know, we all, despite what party you're in or, you know, where you come from, what part of the state of Mississippi you're in, we all want the same thing. We want great neighborhoods. We want public safety. We want to be able to raise our kids and our grandkids in great communities. We want to send them to outstanding schools where they have opportunities. And we want economic freedom. We want more of our money back in our pockets. And so the governor, he talked about that today. Our, our speaker, Speaker uh, Jason White, he talked about that last week. And that's why I ran for office. Anything, anything else you want to share? I just want to say I'm super enthusiastic about uh, where we are today, but even more so where we're moving forward. Although I'm up in DeSoto County, I'm really looking forward to working on issues for all of Mississippi. Included in the ceremony were several Democrats as Reeves sought to promote unity at the event. Democratic Senator David Blunt of Jackson says there weren't many specific policy priorities listed by the governor during his address, but he hopes the parties can work together to make Mississippi better. I'm sure the governor will have more specifics in his state of the state on what his uh, policy ideas are. Uh, Certainly those within the Democratic Party are going to put forward our ideas and and we'll uh, have those debates uh, as the session gets moving. Coming up, a Jackson State University graduate who survived a coma is prepared to start 2024 with a four-year degree in hand and a growing business. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. Hi, I'm Richard Gershon, the host of In Legal Terms and a professor at the University of Mississippi School of Law. If you miss a live In Legal Terms episode, find our podcast, inlegalterms.mpbonline.org. Did you get a new vehicle this holiday season? Car, truck, boat, riding lawnmower? That vehicle you no longer need can contribute to MPB continuing to provide award-winning productions, educational resources, and acclaimed news reporting. We accept all types of vehicles, even motorcycles or airplanes, with complimentary free towing included. Learn about our program or submit your information on our website, mpbonline.org. Find out what home repair projects you can accomplish on Fix-It 101 at 9. At 10, get help with solving technology problems on everyday tech. Then get your general health questions answered on the original Southern Remedy at 11. 
You can subscribe to the podcast of your favorite locally produced program on any podcasting app. After airing, all locally produced MPB Think Radio programs are available as podcasts. Subscribe using any podcasting app. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. I'm Desiree Frazier. In 2011, doctors placed Biloxi resident Sherita Hansford into a coma for a year. She suffered from severe headaches and seizures. These health issues delayed a major goal in her life, graduating from a historically black college or university. Hansford finally achieved that goal last year and is beginning 2024 with a degree and a passion for her work. Now the owner of Big, or rather Dream Big Learn and Play Center, she sees that her education has opened new doors in her life. I did not have any thoughts because I didn't even know I was in the world, (laughs) to be honest with you. Um, A lot of that um, stuff I don't even have a recollection of. Um, I just um, knew I was having headaches. Um, We were given a, um, see, my parents came here for a birthday party for my daughter. And I just kept complaining that I was having really bad headaches. And so my mom and dad, they left to go back home. And um, my husband at the time called my parents back and told them that, you know, he was going to be taking me to the hospital because I kept complaining about, you know, having a really bad headache. And I kept laying down like he said I just I wouldn't get up and I was kind of almost being unresponsive so my parents turned around and came back and they took me to the hospital from there it it just kind of went from there you know they I was having these headaches then the seizures started they didn't know you know what was happening or what was causing it and so they were trying to you know trying to figure it out Um, they moved me again from several different hospitals and, you know, at those hospitals, they couldn't figure out what was going on. So it just kind of went from there. It was a doctor who came in from a different country. Um, and he had treated, um, some people who had some similar symptoms, which my symptoms were and asked them, have they, um, you know, have they looked at my ovaries to see, you know, and make sure I didn't have, you know, any type of mass or tumor or anything like that. And when they looked at that, they said that the tumor was the size of a grapefruit. So they went ahead and I guess removed that, uh, removed the tumor. And then, uh, from my understanding, I started to get well and, um, I stopped having the seizures. And so they decided to, uh, remove me from the induced coma and take me off the breathing machine and all that stuff. And then I just started to get better from there. I had to learn how to walk and talk and everything again. I had to learn how to do everything again. I, I did not know how to do anything. So I had to go to, um, physical therapy and all of that stuff. And now, well, you're a a daycare owner-operator. The route it took for you to get here was long and arduous. Let's begin with you getting a degree from Jackson State University but never walking on the campus. How did that happen? Mm, I always wanted to go to a HBCU. Um, However, I was a young mother um, and Um, At the time, my ex-husband was in the military, and so it just was never, like, the right opportunity for me to actually um, be able to go um, on campus and actually be able to study on campus. Um, But when I received my associate's degree, um, I was working on base, and um, we only kind of worked part-time on base, so that gave me the opportunity to go to work in the morning, 
um, to be able to pick up my kids from school or either bring them home from daycare, wait for dad to get home, and then I would be able to go on campus. And so that's how I was able to obtain my associate's degree from Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College here in Biloxi. Um, not being able to go to the Jackson State campus, um, you know, I, I, you know, I knew there was no way. It just was not possible for me to be able to drive there. But I still wanted to, you know, let that be a part of my legacy. Um, so I just decided, well, you know what, I may not be able to go down there and actually get to the campus, but one day I will graduate. I will get to actually go down to the campus. I was going to make it my business to get there, to actually walk across the stage. Um, and so, you know, I just kept that in the back of my mind. One day I'll actually get to go to the campus and actually walk across the stage. And so that's, that's how it happened. Emotionally, how are you doing now? Oh, now I'm doing outstanding. <laughs> now I'm doing, I am doing outstanding. I mean, I feel, you know, I feel well, I'm healthy, I'm back to my normal self. Um, once, actually once, um, once I started to, um, once me and him divorced and everything, and I started to have to be able to kind of, you know, take care of myself, started um, having to, uh, you know, kind of, you know, take care of myself and kind of, you know, get back on my own two feet and everything. Um, I started to feel well. Um, it wasn't until I started to get sick again, um, which, um, you know, I, I wouldn't have, if I wasn't throwing up and all of that stuff, I wouldn't have even known that the thing was there. So, I, you know, I thank God for giving me a sign. And me, you know, having enough uh, common sense to say, hey, something's wrong and to get it checked out. Because, you know, some people may, you know, just ignore that. But I knew, you know, what I had been through and I knew that there was no reason, you know, for me to just be throwing up like that. I knew something was wrong. And so I'm glad I followed my first mind to just go and get it checked out, even if nothing was wrong. I still wanted to go and make sure you know, that, that everything was okay. Cause I didn't know, you know, that I was thrown up because I had this tumor in my stomach. I didn't know what it was, but I needed to find out and I'm glad I did. Right. Right. Graduating now. What mm -hmm. does that mean to you after everything that has happened over the past, what, from 2009 to up to date? Oh man, it just meant everything to me. It meant everything to me because um, like I said before, you know, I had two smaller children when all of this stuff was going on at the beginning. And so, you know, they, my children were, you know, they knew that I was going to school and I would always talk to my kids about education and the importance of having an education. That's something that no one can take away from you. I tell them that daily, you know, since they were little kids. And so I just felt like, you know, I, I needed to, to finish this journey. I felt like, you know, I wouldn't be complete without doing it. And so it just it just meant the world to me to have, you know, all my children there, my husband, my parents were there. Um, and it just meant the world to me. I'm so glad um, that I decided to just keep going. You know, you, you, you think that, you know, something is going to stop you from doing something. But, you know, you have to have the strength within yourself. You have to have the confidence in yourself to know that, you know, if you put your mind to something, you can do anything you want to do. And I don't care what it is say that there's no there's no limit there are no limits in life only the ones we place on ourselves well it's amazing a year that's a long time yes it is a whole long a year of my life that you know that just kind of you know went by and can you imagine how with the toll that it took on my children 
You know, they were just, they, they were scared. They didn't, you know, they didn't know what was going to happen to their mom and them having to come up to that hospital and see me like that because I was on a breathing machine. I had a trach in my throat. My children know, knew nothing about, you know, being at the hospital. I don't even know if they had ever been to the hospital to even visit a sick person before, I don't think. So, you know, it was super scary for them. And so, you know, um, like I said, I, I don't know, I guess, you know, just me, the person that I am and the type of mother that I am, like there's there's just no way. I, I thank God for, for bringing me through it. But my determination alone <laughs> is just, you know, just like, no, I, I'm going to be here for my kids. So I we got to figure this out. Sharita Hansford of Biloxi is a recent graduate from Jackson State University, despite years of fighting a severe illness that required a year-long induced coma. This has been Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio.